side you shout, I descend the side you shout, I In Portuguese, it means bring your ass on the floor and we move fast. I wanna see a kitty and a little bit of titty. Wanna know where I go when I'm in your city? Girl, don't you worry about all the dough. Cause the cat is coming straight out of the nose. Ready, rock them shows all the way to Rio. Bring that Brazil booty on the flow. Up, down, all around. Work that shit to the funky sound. Wanna see what I'm gonna owe? I just send it bobos out. Hey there, friends and family. Alberta Brayman. Bring that Brazil booty on the floor. <laughs> Welcome to the live Alberta Brayman post game show. It's chaos. This is the show by the fans for the fans. And uh, if you're hearing us for the first time, welcome. Uh, we're probably going to get a lot of new listeners today just simply because Werder Bremen did something they haven't done in 15 years. Um, win a game against Bayern Munich, pretty big deal. Uh, so if you are listening to this for the first time and you're like, hey, that was really weird. I'd like to try that again next week. Uh, you can get on to any of the podcast platforms and uh, follow the It's Not Easy Being Green uh, podcast. We do a live show every Sunday, so you're free to join us. Uh, we've already got a bunch of people in the chat room. Uh, Geppy is here. King Ian is joining us. Dustin Muller is here as well. Paul or PJ or Cacophony or Big Booty Bowser. <laughs> Big Ben is here. Uh, I guess uh, Bizarro Sooner Verter, otherwise known as Juan, is here. And Sooner is with us as well, saying hello to Salty, who just jumped in as well. Probably one of the more positive people that we've got uh, in the crew. And of course, as always, on the call live with us today is Christian. Christian, I'm going to get it right for the first time in like two months. <laughs> what it do. What it motherfucking do. Clack, 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 air horn, air horn, air horn. <laughs> I can only think of a number of people having a bad day today. Everybody else, I think, is having a good one. <laughs> ah, delightful. Delicious. Ah, I wish, you know what I wish I knew? I had some people in my life. Actually, no, I don't. I was going to say, I wish I had some people in my life that supported uh, Shiza Byron, but I don't wish that at all. Right. Uh, fuck, all. <laughs> fuck every one of them fuck that team suck my fat fucking dick what a win what a yeah, delightful for the, win for the one time that you get to dunk on uh munchen fans in your in your family or in your friend group it's just yeah. not worth having them there in the first nah. place yeah nah. <laughs> it's my, my my one cousin who i see so infrequently shout outs to freddie uh, and he's from Pirmasens, and his dad supports Kaiser Slaughter, so I don't know how the fuck that he got caught on to Shiza Byron. Anyways, yeah, uh, eat shit, Freddie. I know we haven't <laughs> talked probably in about a decade, and I still love you, little guy, but uh, fuck your team. <laughs> and uh, Ralph just joined us uh, live, and I'm not sure if that's our old uh, old buddy Ralph, uh, who was in Ireland back in Germany. Good to see from good to hear from you or to see you if uh, if that is who I think it is. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you want to uh, join us live, like you said, you can. Uh, if you, if not, uh, grab the grab the podcast. If you want to reach out to Christian or myself on Twitter, uh, Christian is at SVW. O-M-Y-T-F-C, myself, at Not Easy Green. And if you want to send larger bits of mail, it is Ralph, and he's in Portugal. Boy, you get around. Good for you. What's uh, what's stuff going? What's, what's stuff like in Portugal? Probably beautiful. <laughs> I hear nothing but wonderful things. 
Aww. Uh, you can also, if you want to join like the Discord, if you want to uh, see what's going on in the Verter Fan Shop, which by the way, um, I am about to place an order on my Sex, Drugs, and Christians Only Fans t-shirt. Uh, those <laughs> went live not too long ago, and I think there's a sale going on right now. So I figured I've, I've got a nice little treasure trove of stuff uh, from the Verter Fan Shop or the Verter NA fan shop that uh, someday I'm going to have to explain to my son and I'm not really looking forward to that. Uh, <laughs> it's better than what's in that drawer next to the bed. So I mean, very finds these shirts. <laughs> no, uh, nobody that'll likes be, to that'll be, dad's drill though. I was going to say, that's the stuff that I, I'm going to wrapping in these shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. <laughs> anyway, for those of you that aren't on the Discord, what you missed this last little bit was a bunch of uh, of Brazilian nationals storming our little capital. And uh, I believe Janu- <laughs> January seventeenth will be a day that lives in infamy. Um, and uh, it was it was quite a, a, a rousing good time. Uh, it was. It was hilarious uh, what had happened. It was just kind of like the whole Bore thing was kind of percolating in the background. So for, for those of you guys that don't aren't on the Discord, and sorry, this is what you missed. You have to do some serious scrolling to, to find to find this particular segment of time. Um, but a couple of um, international fans hopped on and decided to, to start trying to troll uh, the Verta North America group. And <laughs> freaking, um, what was it? Juan and PJ were just like bouncers. And as soon as the guy came in, <laughs> they were just on him like a, like flies on shit. And, <laughs> and I, think, course, I think Juan felt a little bit upset that somebody was taking his crown. You know, yeah, you don't yes, come for exactly. the king. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then of course, Sooner, Sooner showed up and uh, well, Sooner with his very MAGA allegiances, uh, in no time flat, started punting these uh, these poor Brazilians out of the group, and, it, and he was doing deported to the, them all. Yeah, you could hear the laughter, you know, as he, as he was doing. The best part of all of it, and we'll move on from here. But the best part of all of it is, I did take a screenshot of one of the exchanges, which is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Lou dot uh, Colvert or K L U I V E R T. Anyway, Lou Colvert uh, came on, and this was so. You're going to show up. You're going to troll somebody, right? So you're going to get the big, heavy right hand. You're going to put your best material first, right? So the, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's right. You're going to come in. You're going to hit hard and, and take Absolutely. off. Because you, right? you don't know how long you're going to last in there. So you want to at least leave a bit of an impression. That's right. You you And, and this guy, I'd seen him come in uh, probably about 10 minutes prior to him posting this, which means that if he doesn't speak English, he was crafting something, you know? He, he took 10 <laughs> minutes to put together his best material. Google Translate. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and he, pre- and, and he, yeah, 10 minutes later, his best creative energy at work, he puts out, guys, vertebramen is the size of my dick in the cold. <laughs> 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 and, and then uh, the best part here was that PJ's response, and I laughed at this. I laughed at this for probably a good, honestly, all day. And then at night, I, I leaned over, I told my wife about this, and she just rolled her eyes. She thought it was so stupid. But I could not <laughs> stop laughing. And you think you got the joke until you get the timing of it. The way he wrote it was just perfection. So guys, vertebramen is the size of my dick in the cold. So PJ responds with, fella telling us he has a tiny dong. Swish. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's good stuff. 
So uh, in honor of that, it is uh, it is going to be Brazil week here. So uh, today, learning Portuguese, today's phrase is, what is a contract? O que é um contrato? All right, let's get started with uh, a bit of an overview here on the game today. Christian, you had a chance to watch it. Obviously, it was phenomenal. Werder, oh. I mean, they come into the match day today having not won on the road yet this season. And by yeah. full admonition of the coaching staff without two of their best players, uh, Werner yeah. was forced into a corner having to pick the best lot from this typical bench of players. Uh, beyond just the circumstances on the day, Werner were also facing a long-standing record of winless games against Bayern. For years, Werner fans have had to endure play callers reminding us of the glory days when this fixture really meant something, only to follow it up with a stat over the last 15 years you know, without a win against Bayern. Werder fans have hated this fixture. Some have simply stopped bothering to watch it altogether. And and the the fixture today, the fixture most I think would uh, you know today is the fixture most would want to probably forget became the most the fixture that most people would want to remember. Sorry, that was a terrible yeah. sentence. But Werder with <laughs> like with little more than uh, you know a hope and a prayer from Sooner at church apparently defied the odds and secured a win. So beyond that. It was a game in which, for periods of play, Werder were really enjoyable to watch. The Green Diamond was agile, speedy, brave, something we've seen far too rarely this season. Buoyed by youth, Werder made daring long runs and challenged Bayern's defense 1v1 on the counter. The only questions that still linger in the air after the joy may finally subside is what really happened here. Were we great? Was Bayern poor? Was it the team that was selected? Was it the absence of Dukes and Bittencourt? How does <laughs> Werner replicate the freedom, tenacity, work ethic, and the fun that we watched today? Anyway, Christian, yeah, you watched you watched the game. Hit me with it. What were your thoughts? What were your impressions? Uh, for your like first what four or five questions, the answer is yes. It was all those <laughs> things, and for all those reasons, you know. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get into it. Honestly, it w- the first half was probably the best half of football I've watched Verder play in I don't know how long. Um, and I mean that genuinely. Uh, I'm like I'm sure we've had other games in the last couple of years that were as exciting to watch. Um, but I guess not necessarily against opponents like this. Maybe there was that game against Dortmund. I can't even remember how long ago that was. Um, was that last year? Fuck, I gotta stop doing drugs. Um, anyways, <laughs> but there's you know, it really was like an absolutely brilliant, it was exciting. There wasn't one aspect of it that I didn't enjoy that that half. Um, the second half, maybe not as much, but still. I mean, we still had the elements up until about the 70th minute, you know? So it was a solid 70-something minutes where we looked like a team that could probably be top five in the league. And I'm still kind of a firm believer that we were not punching above our weight class. Yes, uh, Shiza Bayern were particularly shit today. And they we know that they've kind of been that way all season. Um, but that being said, I mean, we've there's been 15 years uh, where they've at least been garbage in there a couple fucking times and they've beaten the living shit out of us every fucking time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, that's what so, I said. Pe- people have stopped watching this game. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, I honestly, if I had gone out last night as initially planned and I was in absolutely terrible condition this morning, I probably would not have gotten up for it. 
Um, it sort of would, it would have been like, I, I wouldn't have made a point of it, but I'm, I'm glad that I, I was in good shape when I went to bed <laughs> last night and I woke up on time this morning and it was, you know, a, a great way to start the day. Honestly. Yeah. And, and, and this, this game, I think, um, if we looked at the, the way that people playing the kick tip, uh, app, uh, with, with our verter contest, nobody picked us to win, obviously. Uh, the closest thing to that was, I think, Sooner picked a two a two goal loss. Everybody else was three goals or more. <laughs> I'm pretty. Yeah. I, w- I think I was six one. I think is what I picked. I figured it would be just yeah. an absolute barn burner. Well, I five nothing. I, yeah. five nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I even I went so far as to pick Harry Kane as my captain striker, Kimmich oh. as my um, captain in midfield. Kimmich walked away with a negative one. In the fantasy football, uh, like the yeah the day of day uh, thingy. Well, and again, it, that's why I think, and I just read somewhere here on Discord, uh, our good buddy Brian there, he uh, somebody bet five bucks to win and they got 95 back. I mean, that's... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think that's There's... pounds. So it would have been about $10 Canadian, give or take about $200 uh, Canadian. So that's good for him. Yeah, How much is that? Uh, what What do the Brazilians use for currency? Pesos, I, I think. No, it's, it's pesos not pesos. We got we got, uh, we got crapped on for saying it was pesos. Reals, yeah. Reals, yeah. There we go. Okay. There you go. Well, and uh, I guess uh, in that vein, let's uh, let's get into. I, you know what we're gonna do because today was such a great day and everything. I mean, unless there's is there stats that you really want to get into? I was gonna maybe make a com- couple comments about. Uh, the tactics that were used and then we can get on to three ups because there are um, no downs. I mean, you know what? Uh, I'll just do, I'll just do very briefly. I don't think any of this will be too much of a surprise. Like possession was 68 to 32. Um, shots were <laughs> 22 to eight. And this is obviously Byron dominating huge yeah. portions of the game. Um, but what was the on targets oh. though? I, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big chances missed for them was one. Big chances in general was one. They hit the woodwork once. Uh, whereas for us, like on target, shots on target, seven to three for them. Shots off target, 10 to four. Zeddy um, just and then, beast. Yeah. Just uh, and like, oh, fuck, man. Just absolutely brilliant. And then they outpassed us. Like all that sort of shit. The sort of stuff that you would expect. Yeah. Uh, possession lost actually is kind of interesting. Um. 122 to 119 so they they uh lost possession more than we did uh that game which is also yeah that's quite and then interceptions we had nine to their six so yeah i don't know that's uh, tackling 21 to 20 you know so it's uh we we did pretty well out there to contain them all things considered absolutely like when the xg i think was just over one uh for bayern munich which i mean Let's face when you're when you're playing a team a team that's got Sane, um, Kane, Musiela, like keeping a team like that to an XG of one is is absurd, absolutely absurd. Especially when you kind of look at the the back three that we were playing. Um, yeah. They pl- we played very disciplined. Um, did a, did a great job defensively. Yeah. Uh, any other stats you want to pull from? Obviously clearances. We got to hear about the clearances. Oh fuck. Well, I mean, you know, twist did my we, rubber arm we- here. I mean, on it, if we, uh, it was, you beat it was, Bayern and, and smash yeah. an old record and win at clearances, can the day get better? Well, I mean, it was pretty fucking close. Um, <laughs> do you want to 
Tijuana taking gas as to no. how many Byron had and how many we had. <laughs> no. Somebody had said at one point in time that Byron had more than us. And I thought, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> So Byron had seven clearances and we, we had 36. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, my guess is the person, if I'd have to go back through the chat and find out who said that they, we had, or they had more clearances than us, and I'll bet you it was Juan. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was probably, probably trying to get sooner to put money on it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into the, uh, the three up and three down. And today we are foregoing the three downs because there were zero downs today. I don't care how you slice it. Uh, and again, this segment is going to be brought to you by uh, learning to speak Portuguese. And today's phrase is, how many shots did Bore have? Quantos tiros Bore deu hoje? All right. I like the Portuguese countdown or the, the uh, Brazilian Portuguese countdown here. If, if, no, if nothing, I'm petty. I'm absolutely petty. <laughs> and I respect you for it. it. It makes me respect you that much more, let me say. <laughs> I got a few more to go through. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I look forward to every one of them. <laughs> All right, Kristen, let's do the things that were awesome. Start us off. All right. I'm sure you probably have this as well. Voltamata in Ninma to start. Absolutely delightful. We all know this is long fucking overdue. Both looked fantastic out there. Uh, Ninma had a, a goal that was pulled back because of some horse shit. Mm -hmm. Fucking Bayern uh, hand job. The DFB likes to give him at least once a game every game. Uh, and Voltamata had a, had a, a cracker of, the of a game. I think if I'm not mistaken, he was... One of the highest, yeah. I mean, he was up there as one of our best players on the field. Uh, it's an absolute shame that he's probably not going to get much more playing time after this because we have a, a miserable douche that insists on playing all the time and fading out of games as he even admits. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it's you know, it was a treat to watch him uh, as long as we could. And if anything, I mean, that, that this game should be convincing that those guys should be playing significantly more than two, three minutes a game, you know, in an attempt to grasp the, uh, the brilliance of Ole's strategy. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to, we're obviously going to have to wait and see what happens with Voltamad, uh, kind of yeah. grab, I think it was the back of his right leg or something, probably a hamstring, uh, which I mean, it kind of only serves to make sense. You play three minutes here, three minutes there, and then you start a game. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's liable to happen. Uh, but I'm going to double yeah. up on your on on this up because I said I sp I pointed out Voltamod specifically, and mm -hmm. and it's because it's because how this kid remains on the bench when you see what he can do in these situations. Yeah. Um, like I, I'm I'm wondering like is he is he just in the weight room during practice? Like how is this stuff being missed? Um, yeah. Two key passes today. Great on the ball, four dribbles, which is the same amount that Visor had. He cracked off a shot, and guess what? He got the most tackles of any player on the team. <laughs> Boom! As a as right? a striker, as a striker, that because he was, <laughs> and I think it was pointed out by by Juan, and it was something I noticed as well. He was getting back and covering for for Visor when Visor would go forward, yeah. right? Yeah. So he was actually running back and playing the defense. So I, the kid 
had an incredible game, and I probably shouldn't call him a kid anymore. He's getting old enough. He, I mean, he can grow a crappy a man mustache. Now. Yeah, he's a man. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was watching Real him, and, and and you can correct me uh, because I'm I'm a little I'm I'm a little romantic on this kid. It, it mm. reminded me a lot of watching Pizarro out there. The way he was, it wasn't just like because sure. uh, full full crew would bring down the ball, hold the ball, and and lay yeah. it off. Yeah. What Voltima does is he moves with the ball. So he brings the ball yeah. down and he fends off defenders while moving, which was something yeah. that Pizarro was amazing at. And yeah. uh, and what it did was it, it really was able to, rather than hold the ball and wait for our team to kind of catch up in support, he was able to bring the ball down and begin moving it forward. Um, and, and it just, yeah, there was, uh, there was snapshots of, uh, like I said, I'm probably a little high on the guy, but there were snapshots for me of, of the same kind of technical ability, uh, that Pizarro had. Um, and yeah. it's, it's, it, it's, he's showing it as a kid. Absolutely. And he's a fucking big body. Like he's bigger than Pizarro ever was. You know what I mean? I think Pizarro's well, my height's like six, <laughs> two. Yeah. This guy's like what? Six, eight or something like that, which is fucking insane. It's a big cunt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's the next up you got? All right. Uh, I said visor. I uh, had a fantastic game. Uh, he was rated as the best player on the pitch, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for both teams. And well within reason. I mean, he played out of his fucking mind today. And that goal was absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was great to watch him. It's going to be a shame to see him go at the end of the season. Right. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, you know what? I like, I've, I've made my amends with it. We're the type of team where it's, we're rarely, if ever going to be holding on to decent players for extended periods of time. So we just sort of enjoy them while we have them as a, you know, uh, but it was, it was really like kind of peak what he has to offer. Um, he doesn't do it all the time because otherwise he'd be playing at like Real Madrid or something. Right. But uh, but it's brilliant when he pulls it out. You know, it's really nice to see that, especially in such a fucking big game like this one. You know. Yeah. Um, and then finally, my final third one, uh, and I said this earlier, probably the best half of football from this club, and I don't know how long. Uh, I'd have to, like, I'm sure a bunch of people could be like, well, like two weeks ago we played this, and you'd probably be right. But to my actual recollection, digging into the deep recesses of my mind, I can't think of a game where we've looked so fluid, so fast, uh, working together as a team. Um, and, I, yeah, I really genuinely, I don't know how long. I, I would, I mean, my memory isn't that great. People like uh, Sooner seem to have, like, this... Uh, know. you know, photo, photographic memory. I'm jealous of people yeah. that can do that sort of stuff. Oh, but. Yeah. Mine's clogged with other, <laughs> other shit. <laughs> As I've mentioned numbers of times, the uh, thoughts go merrily walking along and then they fall down yeah. acid holes and they're never to be recovered again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Write it down. It's like memento. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up in a room. I didn't know I had in my apartment. <laughs> All right. Uh, so some of the stuff that I said was awesome. The first one that I had, of course, I doubled up on the um, on the Voltamod stuff. But the first up that I had with a bullet and probably the only one that I, I, I would really like underline, underscore, this is the one. Did it without. Without Dukes, without Bittencourt, without Velkovic, without Pavlenka, without Peeper, without Kaita, obviously, without any of our quote unquote big names. 
it was it was done by committee. It was done with commitment from and teamwork, uh, creativity, and and honestly, there was a little bit of a touch of luck. Yeah, but but it was exactly what needed to happen. Um, <clears throat> without star power, without ego, do the thing that couldn't be done. I mean, it, it's for those that are detractors. It is only one game, yes. But the biggest up for me is that this should unequivocally shake up the deck right from the top of the organization down to the players on the field. Bosses should be taking note of what can be done with youth. Coaches should be taking note of what skills are available to them when they're allowed to play. Mm -hmm. Players should understand that this team just hit a big reset button when it comes to who is necessary on the field. That is a big up for me. Massive up. 100 fucking percent. 100 percent. I could not agree more. I I'm absolutely petrified that it's going to fall on deaf ears, but Jesus H fucking Christ. You'd think like if there was ever a moment of clarity and truth, this would be it. Take a look at who was on the pitch and what they fucking did. You know, like, how would you, how could you possibly miss this? Well, I was going to sooner just says it sounds like the Mainz game and, uh, Maybe, maybe it does. And then look at all the games in between Mainz and this one. And that might just be yeah. right where we go back to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> depending if there's any changes. Uh, the second up that I got here was Zetterer. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. I've, yeah. I've been on about him that we, like even last season, that we should be trying him, putting him in there, seeing what this kid has got. And he's not a kid. I don't know why. Maybe just, I'm getting old. Um, <laughs> you know, simply because of his distribution abilities. Now the argument was always that Pavlenka was a better shot stopper, right? Well, Zetero showed today he can do it. This game for me should solidify his position in the team as we say farewell and thanks to Pavlenka next season. Um, You know, and maybe it's a matter of, well, is he consistent about it? Great. What I'm telling you is that he can do it. The best Pavlenka game, put it up against this one. Really? I mean, there's a couple of games where Pavlenka had double saves, on shots and stuff like that. Some of the stuff that Zeddy was doing today, pretty phenomenal stuff. And uh, and I think that if that doesn't solidify his position as number one, um, as I said in the Discord, then you're just, you're just not serious at this point in time. Um, and the third up that I had was a midfield lockdown and dynamicism of Stea and Lenin. Now, when we brought in Stea last season, it was well-documented that he was a midfielder that liked to get forward. You know, in all last year, we saw little flashes of this when he was allowed to play and encouraged to kind of go forward. But the second half of last season was so defensively minded, it really wasn't a big part of his game. Now this season, Werner has him playing in the six, where again, we don't see him getting to move forward as much as, you know, maybe his, um, his scouting report said that he would. Now today, paired with Lenin, Stea was released to move forward multiple times. Uh, he was up front providing support, winning the ball back. Uh, well, Lenin kind of stayed back and was kind of cleaning up the trash like a total boss. So that pairing uh, of, uh, of Lenin and Stage Stea, I need to see. I need to see that again. Um, now, it's too bad that Stea can't, can't hit the net uh, when he has an opportunity. But the fact that he's up there uh, as a support player, uh, on the counterattack, he's fast enough. He he can he's got the legs to go uh, both zones. Um, and and Lenin has the ability to clean up trash in the back. Um, even when we play a three four three, I would love to see those two 
uh, as our midfield pairing. Uh, any thoughts on those ups? Other, other than, well, I guess the other two that I had there. Um, yeah, no, Zetterer is the best keeper that we have right now. I thank you, Pavlenka, for all the memories and everything you've done for us, but also bye. Um, and then I'm curious to see somebody else's who was it because we got like 18 fucking keepers right now. I think it was maybe back houses in um in Holland. It looks like he's doing well there too. Maybe see what he's like and keep him as the backup. Bacos, uh, Bacos then, uh, is going to definitely be an opportunity for us. Um, he has been playing phenomenally. Um, and the question here is going to be, he's he's probably not going to be ready for BL uh, level yet, but we're mm. going to need to find him a better loan for next year where he can play something that's just kind of under the competition line where Bundesliga is. Because I think that kid is going to bring a lot of potential for us. Like a lot. Brilliant. He, he's, he's, he's been robbing points um out there so i'm very excited Love about to that. hear it yeah oh, that's brilliant and then i mean with our midfield i mean how how many of us if not the majority of us have been saying that we need to see stay and uh lean and playing together right and we did today and how good was that i mean it that's was phenomenal. absolutely wonderful you know and i and you know that if they played together more often they'd have an even better partnership and better chemistry it'd be even better than what we saw today you know, but well, it's um, it's remarkable the chemistry that we saw today, given how many yeah. players haven't played together in a game situation. Yeah, and yeah. and that's why when I said the num- the number one up for me was a win by committee. Um, we haven't seen this level of teamwork, continuity, communication. Yeah. Uh, honestly, all season, I, I would say all season. Um, sure. but you had you had a group of group of kids really that were willing yeah. to run. They were willing to work their heart out. I mean, a goo making sprints the full length of the field to get on the end of a long ball. Uh, incredible, yeah. incredible stuff. Yes. I've got my reservations with a goo, but I mean, we, he's got that kind of work ethic. And when you watch one of your teammates making that kind of a run, busting their lungs to get there. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it puts a little pressure on you to, you know, pucker up and get her done. Right. And I, I, I love that. And it was, it was totally, it was a, it was a game by committee today. And I, I felt everybody, Everybody did what they were supposed to do. And yeah, we got a little bit lucky, which was absolutely necessary, but I'll take it. I'll I'll take take it. it. Absolutely. You know, it's, yeah. And I think everybody bought into the plan and I don't think you necessarily see that with any regularity um, from this team week to week when you have a lot of those other players on the pitch that didn't seem to make it today. Um, Well, you know, and that's, yeah, it's, yeah, this is totally something I want to highlight too because uh, it it needs to be said. The way that we were playing our defense, um, you know, it's and, and I, I kind of I skipped through the uh, through the 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 tactic stuff there, but I mean, Agu was basically commissioned to follow Sane wherever he goes, um, and Verder kind of stopped up the center, kept Kane completely locked down. I mean, truly, the only areas that Bayern were able to exploit Verder's defense was playing overlaps on the wings and kind of getting really deep along the baseline and then sending in crosses. Um, and those were relatively well handled or Zeddy came up with a great save. Um, now, when we talk about the offense and again, uh, th- this, this is, it has to be said it, it was rel- it was successful. Um, Byron pushed their fullbacks way forward. And what Berta were doing was they were, when they were clearing the ball or, or getting it out when, as soon as they won the ball, they'd put it just kind of on either si- side of their two center backs. And then they would allow Voltamad and Ninma to attack the defense one v one, and and as soon as the ball would get to Voltamad or or Ninma, the other one started making a run, 
and support piled into the center through players like Stea and Schmid. And I mean, outside of that, I mean, there were some interesting runs by Visor uh, on the right-hand flank, but honestly, that that little idea really worked well. And, and it should be said that the game plan that was provided by Werner was spot on and the team delivered, right? It, it has to be said. And uh, I mean, with Zeddy not having an outstanding game, eh, the, the outcome is going to be different. Like I told, I think, Dustin, you play, you play the same lineup, you play these two same lineups again, 50 times in a row. How many wins do we get? Right. <laughs> Not wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and... I, I don't even know. Who it is, but... <laughs> yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. Which sooner is sooner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. It's all the fucking same to me. Whoever said one, you're right. <laughs> I just happened to witness the one today, which I'm totally fine with. Because I've yeah. seen the other 50, I don't know, <laughs> 15 years worth. Well, 30, I think it's 35 or 36 if uh, if memory serves. There you yeah, go. it's incredible. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've got a number of topics that we can get to yet. And uh, so there are going to be those that are very excited about today and just want us to party hard and go home. Uh, but there still is a week's worth of info to get through, and this still is the same club. Uh, so there, there is stuff to talk about. So what I'm going to do, uh, Christian, with our uh, limited time here is I'm going to give you a couple of options and you can run with what you want. Oh, you, oh, you got uh, you did some transfer stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I put yeah, some let's... work into that today. Okay, well, since you put in the effort. <laughs> let's, uh, For a second there, to... I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Did I spend 15 minutes of my, <laughs> yeah. my precious fucking time for nothing? <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll get on to uh, some transfer information. Uh, learning Portuguese, today's phrase is green is a sexy color. Verde é uma cor sexy. All right, Christian, take us away with the uh, transfer news. All righty, so there has been a bunch of players we've been tied to throughout the week. Uh, it was interesting seeing these pop up. Now, we did make a signing earlier this week, uh, one of which had been... Um, we had been tied to, and that is Julian Malatini. Is uh, a center back from Argentina. He, um, let me pull this up here. He was on the bench for us today, and he has played in the Argentinian league. Aren't you fucking kidding me, you son of a bitch transfer market? For Justicia y Defensa, I probably said that fucking wrong, as well as somebody well, else. Well, we are, we are learning, you know, Portuguese, Spanish, right? There's some grace there. We still yeah, can't say lean in correctly. Right. No, no, exactly. I'll come along to that at some he point. He plays for us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd probably be able to say it better if I could hear the announcer say it, but that never happens because he never Where's Where is Derek Ray when you need him? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, so, yeah, Mal... Uh, so anyways, I'll leave I'll leave Malatini out of this one. We signed him. Uh, it sounds like he played really well uh, uh, when he was on loan at uh, Justicia um, and then was pretty mediocre at his parent team. But there's all sorts of reasons for that. I'm not going to necessarily put it on him uh, at this moment. Um, so two other players that he was linked with, and this is uh, Manuel Veth um, from Transfer Market. He, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was him. He had mentioned that uh, Julian Carranza, who currently plays for Philadelphia, also Argentinian. Uh, he's a center forward who's 23 for the Argentinian under-23s. <coughs> 
So he uh, originally came from Banfield, uh, Banfield to Miami. Uh, was at Miami, I guess, for like a season or something like that. He was about $5 million and then went to Philadelphia on a loan transfer. Um, and then Philadelphia purchased him outright for half a million dollars uh, where he stayed for the last little bit. Um, his stats are all right. He's uh, played 100 games, has about 31 goals and 14 assists. It's not too shabby. Uh, in, the, in the Argentinian league, he had about 40 games and nine goals and one assist. Um, yeah, he's done okay. Like, but apparently he doesn't want to come anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> um, and then there's Marco Pellegrino, who's also uh, he's a 21 year old, plays for the Argentinian under 23 national team. Uh, he is a center back playing at AC Milan. He's had one appearance so far. Um, before that, he was at Platense, which actually I think is the same team that uh, Malatini was at. Interestingly enough, uh, Milan purchased him for about 3.5 million. Uh, I was reading a lot of comments from Argentinians saying that he's a brilliant player, um, and that any team would be lucky to have him. Maybe, uh, you know, it doesn't make sense at uh, AC Milan right now. Might have just been one of those buys where they bought him to sell him or were taking him out on a flyer. Who knows? Also, I feel like they probably changed coaches like six times in between they bought him and, and all that sort of <laughs> shit. So anyways, so yeah, that's uh, that's a dude if uh, Marco Pellegrino. Um, next up, we have a uh, Slovakian striker named Robert Bozhnik who plays for Boa Vista. He is 24. Um, what the fuck is going on here, you dirty prick? God damn it. What the fuck? I just got like a weird pop-up. That's super annoying. Uh-huh. Robert. Like on uh, online or in other senses of the term? <laughs> no, I'm on transfer market. And then because uh, I had all the tabs opened up. Uh anyways, he's mixed up some 18... of the pills and you got a weird pop-up all of a sudden. Hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> I think my dick is screaming at me right now. At least that's what it looks like. So he's got 18 appearances at Boa Vista, who are in the first league of the uh, of Portugal, so Portuguese first division. Um, he's got seven goals and two assists during that period of time. Uh, previous to that, he was at uh, Jolina, uh, which doesn't, I guess he was probably youth there, uh, purchased by Feyenoord for $4 million on a loan transfer to Dusseldorf. Um yeah, looks like he's a pretty decent player. Uh, let's see here. He's also got some uh, Slovakian first-team experience. He's played 37 games with six goals, which is decent, especially for a 24-year-old. <coughs> so that's somebody else we've been tied with, apparently to replace uh, Bore, which doesn't make any fucking sense, as you saw today. Um <laughs> Another player we've been tied with is a Japanese fella named Kaishu Sano. Kaishu yeah, there's, is... I, there's a serious problem with this list you've already provided. I uh, they're all 20-something. There's, <laughs> there's, there's, uh, there's not a single German on here that we already have seen play. Yeah, who, who once played for Werder Bremen and <laughs> is, has a $10 million price tag. Uh, Perfect example would be our boy Kaishu Sano here, who is 23 years old, a defensive midfielder, and his value is $1 million. He's currently at Kashima Antlers, uh, where it looks like he plays with great regularity. 
Um, he's played uh, 116. So they're in the second division of Japan. Um, looks like he played for them in the first division. He got 27 games in. And then he's played 116 games for them in the second division, scoring eight goals and four assists as a defensive midfielder, I might add. Um, and he's got three three caps for the Japanese national team. Also have heard that this guy is wonderful. So I'm sure if we do sign him, we're not going to play him. Uh, <laughs> next up, I have two more guys here, and then I'll, I'll, I'll move on. We got Levin Merkan. So this is one that kind of jumped up out of nowhere when I was uh, trying to figure out who I was had noticed throughout the week we had been tied with. Um, he's got 20 appearances, uh, two assists. He plays as a fullback for... Ugh. <laughs> Any Turkish listeners... I apologize. <laughs> You're going to have some trouble with uh, pronouncing this here. Kara Gumruk. Sure. That's close. Yeah, he was born in, he's got Turkish citizenship, but he was born in Germany. He's played for the uh, German under 20 national team. Um, oh, he's uh, ex Bochum, Schalke youth. He was at Rot Weiss Essen. Uh, and once his time was done at Schalke, uh, oh, they actually loaned him to uh, the Turkish club and then who <laughs> bought him outright. Uh, so, yeah, and he is his current value is about $3 million. Uh, and he's a left back, and he plays with both feet. So that sounds like somebody we could use. I know. He's played about 20 games this season so far. Um, all right, last but not least. Uh, Chris Locasa, Belgian player who plays for RKC Walwick in the Dutch Eredivisie, which is their first division. He's an attacking midfielder. He is 19 years old. There's also um, another problem that I'm noticing with your list here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where's the th yeah. where's a 32 year old with a long injury list? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's currently at a third division club. Um, and this guy's worth only half a million dollars. Um, trying to see here how many games has this fucking guy got in? I can't believe uh, stats. Here we go. Current season. Um, well, I mean, bless the Dutch because they do like to play their Utes. Um, and he's got 14 games in for uh, our KC Wellwick, which is pretty impressive with one goal. So he's he's managed to play about 806 minutes this season. So yeah, good for him. Yeah. Uh, but, looks like he plays predominantly as a attacking midfielder and then also plays as a right mid if necessary. Well, and, uh, you know, Sooner has a, it's going to take a one and a half years to get all these guys integrated. And you know what, Sooner, I'm getting kind of sick of all your pessimism. You know, you're always <laughs> down on everything. If you could maybe just try and find the silver lining in this, uh, that would be appreciated. <laughs> Listen here, Dr. Buzz killing the bad vibes. <laughs> Sooner's actually usually pretty positive. That's why for those of you that aren't on the Discord, I guess that's probably more of an inside joke than needs to happen. Uh but, but yeah, no, it's it's really encouraging to see uh some of the differences we're already getting in uh in scouting yep. quality, uh, even if it's just a matter of being linked with um, you know, different names outside of Germany. Uh, and it's it's great it's great that way and uh, it's encouraging it mean it just means that we are getting getting eyes on some different players that could potentially help us out uh, that yeah there is of course the the hill that a person has to uh, has to overcome which is going to be you know integrating an Argentinian into the squad which is going to take some time and it sounds like sure. um, 
you know, it sounds like they've already got some stuff figured out to help get him settled. Again, one of the things that Jans uh, was known for in his days at RB Salzburg was his ability to integrate players or at least get them feeling comfortable and familiar in their new setting. So it, it's, I, I think this is, uh, it's, it's a new, it's new territory for us. We haven't been here in five or six years, uh, which is pretty, it's pretty cool. Uh, that uh, that it's changing in this way. Um, so we've got uh, we got. Oh, there's honestly there's a bunch of stuff to get to. We'll we'll get to it maybe next week. I don't know. Um, Jinma had a really cool uh, interview, which I wanted to point out. If you haven't read it, please go and read it. Uh, the the dude's super cool. Uh, there's about like two or three times he specifically talks about how he's gonna push himself further. He acknowledges some of the weaknesses he has in in certain areas. But the guy's just totally down to earth, total normal kid. And uh, he just, he's modest, he's humble, and he just sounds fairly grounded, which I think is massive. And, and the, they even asked him the question about him fighting or having a squabble uh, with Dukes at halftime. Yeah, he might be 23. I'm older, so I, I'm old, right? He's a kid to me. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so he, he had that squabble with Dukes at halftime in Bochum. Uh, but you hear how he answers the question, and he, it's like he's a, just a total season pro, how he navigates the question. Um, Gepi, I think Dyke Stuba put out the, uh, the interview actually it might even be on kicker as well. I'm not sure, but, and, and then today's performance again, it just shows why this kid's special. Um, he's got potential to succeed at Verter and, uh, you already mentioned it, Christian. I think we got to take a good long look at this guy because he's probably not going to last in our bubble at this rate. Yeah. Um, you know, another, another surge knobbery kind of player, uh, where, yeah. you know, it, we, we'll, we'll have the joy and pleasure of watching him for a few years, but he's likely destined for greater things uh, than hanging out here. Um, there was the Duke's interview that you alluded to um, where he was justifying and defending himself uh, for ghosting for 80 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's I just, special, he's a special kind of player. I think he described himself. as. <laughs> I just love that. They're yeah. asking him now. Like I, I yeah. just, I just love yeah. that we've, you know, I, I'll say we, but I mean, collectively, people that are starting to, that have been asking questions of, of him for a long time, he's finally sitting down at interviews and those are the questions that are coming out now. People accuse you of ghosting for 80 minutes. How do you yeah. answer this? <laughs> I just love yeah. that. Yeah. I, I love that he uh, doesn't have the self, well, I guess he vaguely, no, it's ego. It's all fucking ego driven. Yeah, I'm yeah. over him. And we've got the 100... <laughs> 125th year uh, jersey coming out. I'm not sure if you had a chance to look at that yet, uh, um, Christian, and get a get a take on it. Yeah, it looks nice. I'm not mad. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably. Uh, I mean, I <laughs> got me at the wrong time there. <laughs> Have you ever considered uh, yeah. sales? <laughs> I'm looking at buying a new car. Yeah, well, uh, this one's kind of nice, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you like a shit box, um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's all right. I, I, it wasn't. I didn't get too excited about it. Um, and I find that a lot of those shirts sell out so, so fast, anyways. So I've right. just kind of given up on a lot of the the new jerseys kind of like Arn has. Um, I, I, the design isn't bad. All things considered. Um, I'm still a big fan of Hummel right now. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely check that out. Um, I'm not even sure when those are being released. Have they been released already? Um, no, I didn't, I don't I didn't think check. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. I'm sure we'll hear about it. 
All right, so we got some listener questions. Would you rather bet on it or against it, folks? If you want to send these in for Christian and I to answer, please do that before the uh, the show starts. Uh, I'm just going to check my DMs here. I don't think there's anything else. Nope. Okay, so here we go. Christian, do you think this team wins uh, with Leo and Marv in the lineup today? No. Pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Um, in fact, we probably lose like 2 nothing. I think there's too much ego on the field. I don't think there would. I think everybody would be trying to compensate for them. And as a result, we all sort of fall. Um, Dukes would be trying to drive the, the ship. And everybody would be too scared to play as freely as they were today. Um, yeah, yeah, that's my honest assessment. Yeah, well, and and for for my part, the uh, the reason we scored goals today, I mean, granted, uh, Visor was a lot of a solo uh, solo work that he was doing, uh, but the opportunities that we were creating today were were coming on the counter with high speed, uh, some fairly gutsy passing, and a lot of running. Um, yeah. Marv doesn't do that. Doesn't do any of it, <laughs> you know, and, and I just, Leo. I don't, I don't see, Leo. yeah, I, I just, I just don't see those, those moments, uh, happening with, with them on the, on the field. Um, other things might happen, uh, but what we saw yeah. today gets replicated with those two. Uh, would you rather Christian, would you rather win today's game? Oh, well, this is, I'm sorry. Who, I'm not sure who sent, him, but this is, or, is, or um, would you rather win today's game or Haas foul or something like that? <laughs> would you win today or get relegated or have lost today's game, but stay up? Obviously lost today's game, but stayed up. Yeah, obviously. All right. Would you rather, this one is a lot more difficult. Would you rather, if you lived in a cage for the rest of your life, <laughs> <laughs> would you rather the bars be, ver- would you rather the bars be vertical or horizontal? Wow, I actually pictured them to be uh, vertical, so I guess I'll just go. I'll go with that. I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't think there was gonna be any option, but uh, yeah. No, I feel like I feel like horizontal is probably easier to look out upon things, whereas I feel like vertical it's gonna be harder to see. You know what I mean? I'm like, uh, but it's harder to get shit in. Like if you bring me a plate of food, it's. <laughs> I'm really putting some thought. Yeah, like horizontal bars. I was just thinking, even for exercise, you could kind of climb up them like a ladder and down again. Ah, fuck. Maybe that's why they don't do them like that. And it's easier to hang yourself. Um, Excellent point. (laughs) You know, maybe horizontal bars is the look. (laughs) All right. Would you rather? Would you rather have Leo or Marv start the next game if you had to pick one? Gross. Awesome. That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, Leo. I would probably, I would probably say Marv. Cause then I can maybe yeah. see Stea and Lena in the midfield again, uh, bet on it or against it. We get more than six points out of the next six games. Ugh, so, even, so we've got, I don't even we've know who got playing. Yeah. Fre- Freiburg. Mainz. Yeah. yeah. Heidenheim. Okay. Clone. Darmstadt. And Hoffenheim, we had better get more than six points. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, let me see how many of those are away. Uh, probably a split, half and half. Yep. Yeah. 
Matches. Um, all right, so we're playing Freiburg, Mainz, Heidenheim. Freiburg Clone. next at home. Freiburg's pretty good right now, but I can see yep. that being a draw. Mainz, uh, where are they we in the standings? Are they like 16th. bottom three? Yeah, they're 16th. Yeah, we could probably take a point. So we'll say like, I'm going to say at least one point there. So we're at two points. Heidenheim are fucking really good right now, and it really grates me. Um, and we're playing them at home, but I feel like there will be a point to prove there. So I'm you're on route for six points. Just mind you. Yeah. 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 You know what? Yeah. I'll say, I'll say we get six points. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking draws here guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to bring in sooner here, but before we do that, uh, learning Portuguese today's phrase is: Do you have any bench players for sale? Você tem algum jogador de banco para vender? All right. <laughs> let's uh, let's bring Sooner in. He's a very, very good friend of mine. Sooner, Sooner, Maggot, Sooner. It's a rig system. Maggot, 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 Sooner. Nobody can do it like Sooner. Nobody builds walls better than Sooner. Nobody's better to people with disabilities than Sooner. He totally accepts the results. If I win. Hello, pessimist sooner. How are you doing today? How's it going, guys? What's going on? What's going on, fella? Yeah, what's going? What's going on? <laughs> Not much. I'm uh, I'm really fucking exhausted because I've been up for a long time today. Um, I watched the whole game after I got home. I like, like literally, I got home and I watched the whole game, and then we started the podcast. So. Uh, Dude, like okay, hold, a, on, hold on a second. You said you've been up for a long time today. When'd you get up? Yeah, like five thirty. It's it's only like four o'clock. Like yeah, like twelve hours ago, I got up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sooner the life of Riley. <laughs> how, how long are your work days? Like three hours. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something here. Is, is is there a joke? I don't. I'm honestly like, what is what is happening? <laughs> I'm just I, I I'm laughing because I'm up at five thirty every day and it's only four. I guess so. I'm, I'm feeling fine. That's, that's well, usually. Just... Yeah, usually I don't I don't wake up that early. No, uh, <laughs> like maybe <laughs> like by like by like seven thirty or eight I'm up probably. <laughs> All right. Well, enough about. I that. guess. I uh, guess I don't think about that being that 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 uh, abnormal. But I guess that shows how privileged I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you? Are you up for grinding through talking about today's contest, which is likely very easy math? Oh yeah. Uh, here, <laughs> let's, let's let's just let's just get that out of the way. Uh, the the if if you if you if you want, you could also just uh, 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 skip the next minute and a half while I just tell you. Uh, that it's the, exactly the same as it was. <laughs> nothing changed. Yeah. Uh, nothing changed. Yeah, I mean, everybody picked. Uh, nobody picked a tie. Everyone picked a loss. Yeah, uh, Lohena picked a three nothing loss. Uh, I picked a three one loss. Gabby picked a three nothing loss. Uh, and then yeah, everyone else. A lot of other people picked. Or, or Arum picked a three nothing loss. Cacophony picked three. Okay, so there there, there are some people who got it kind of close. More people picked five nothing, six nothing. <laughs> Uh, four, a four goal point spread. People got it. They were pretty close. That was, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. It. So the contest is all the same as it was before. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, 
me and Geppy and Spivey and Christian up at the top of four, Dirt 13, uh, Ben, Arun with two, and then everybody else is uh, just uh, waiting to, you know, get get things off going off the ground a little bit. Uh, well, it looks like Juan's trying to, to get his prediction in right now. Oh, yeah. Well, Juan, <laughs> you know, Juan is a, <laughs> he is a character. You never know what he's going to do. You should have seen some of the stuff he was sending me for predictions. <laughs> you know, would the, the 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 CD uh, the the FCC would not have approved. Uh, <laughs> some of the stuff he was blacklisted in a couple countries now. <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't send Nintendo porn as a prediction one. No, that's true. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so uh, I could talk a little bit about Freiburg. Let's do it. Uh, if, if if it's time for that, a little bit, yeah. I mean, come on. Byron happened three weeks, uh, th- three three hours ago. We we, we got to move on from that. It's it's That's time right. to get ready for for Freiburg, man. Honestly, the um, same amount of points were available when we didn't get them against Volcom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So here we talk a little bit about the Freiburg game. We got Fry the uh, um, the overall series uh, record is uh, forty. We 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 played forty seven games. Uh, we have a twenty four wins. Uh, 10 losses and 13 draws against them. Um, the really interesting thing, I uh, Werder Bremen has only won one home game against Freiburg in like the last like 11 seasons. Wow. Uh, most of the other ones, a lot of them have been ties, so they, they, they've been getting points, but they have not beaten Freiburg at home since the 2012-2013 season, uh, which, I mean, you know, that kind of corresponds with the time that Werder Bremen started, you know, sliding down a bit in terms of, what they're able to do and Freiburg, you know, slowly getting better over the last like four or five years kind of explains it. But I still found that a little bit uh, interesting or weird. Um, Freiburg uh, on the road this year, they're mid table. They're uh, eighth place uh, in the in the road table. They got 10 points on the year. Um, they've kind of been a team that have been up and down this year. Um, haven't maybe been quite as strong as maybe some people had predicted, but they've been doing uh, okay the last few weeks. They, they got a big win against uh, Hoffenheim. Um, they uh, uh, they love to... Um, the thing that would be really interesting to see about this game is that they love to play... They, they love to man mark, and maybe it's not like pressing as intensively as Bochum did, but they like to play a lot of man, and they like to... to, to to pick you up pretty early on the pitch. And so I'll be kind of curious to see how we handle that because I think we might be dealing with like a more, maybe not quite as intense as what Bochum did last week, but like a more talented team doing it uh, against us. Um, and man, they have so many guys. It's, it's so crazy watching their game last week against, or uh, yesterday against uh, Hoffenheim. They have so many guys who pass the ball really, really well. Uh, I mean, especially, I mean, like, like the, the, the touch passes that like visor can do. I mean, like they've got like four or five guys who can just, you know, whenever they're like near the box, they're capable of sending in balls like that. Um, so I think that those are things to watch out for, um, in terms of like some of the things they do well compared to other teams in the league, successful crosses, they are third in the league at, with 58 of those on the year. They've, they're fourth in the league in aerial, aerial duels one with 345, um, they've got, uh, um, Marius Ginter. I think it's his name is Marius. I can't remember. Matias. I can't remember what one of those M names. Um, he's a, he's a, he plays on their back line. He's a very, very good passer. Um, yeah, one guy who, 
uh, ranks pretty high in terms of like pass completion and passing threat like percentage uh, from like a, a center back position. Um, and Gregorich is not uh, having a, a great season overall, uh, but he's one of the big guys who's winning a lot of the aerial duels for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Uh, Vincenzo Grifo, um, probably their biggest player to watch out for. Uh, having kind of a, a modest year for him, four goals, six assists. Um, score. I think he scored and assisted uh, uh, yesterday against Hoffenheim. So, um, and um, yeah, they uh, they like to play in a four-two-three-one a lot of times. They they actually played in like a four-one-three-two th- uh, against Hoffenheim, which is kind of a weird. I, I, you know, I've I've seen a lot of these lineups now because I've been. I usually try to preview who's coming up, and uh, uh, usually part of that is I like to try and see what kind of formation they play out of. And a four-one-three-two is a pretty odd lineup. That I'm not sure if that's kind of a one-off that they just did decided to do against Hoffenheim or because of who what personnel they had. But normally they run out of a four-two-three-one. They've got seven clean sheets on the year, so that's another thing to be interested to, to keep an eye on. Um, as for my lock. Um, I mentioned this in the uh, Discord. I mean, this was one of the easiest logs I think I've had to make in a long time. Um, uh, I almost didn't even think about it at all. Uh, I uh, take Freiburg uh, plus one sixty on DraftKings. Um, I mean, we're we're actually one of the better teams at home. Like, if you look, I mean, obviously because we're we're we we have a decent amount of points uh, given where we are in the season, and this was our first road win. We've only gotten like two other points on the road, so we must be getting a lot of our points at home. So we're one of the better home teams, but um, uh, you know, Freiburg they're they're a solid team, and uh, I think that the the big win against Munich is going to uh, make things a little bit shaky in terms of how concentrated are the players going to be, you know, how ready they're going to be able to hit the re, re- um, the you know the reset switch, and I I think like what's Werner gonna do like when when we had a really good game against Mainz earlier this year, then we had uh, Heidenheim and he did some of the weirdest shit he's done like he tried to play Kovnowski and Voltamata up front and use them like he used Fulkrug. Um I think that there's some I think that there I mean the likelihood that he's either gonna like do something weird. Or put Dukes back in the lineup uh, is, I mean, it's definitely on the table. Um, I just think Freiburg's going to come in and to to the Basel Stadion and get a win, and that's my lock. Better lock it up. You lock it up. Ooh, that's a big lock, all right. Of the day. Well, if uh, you take those locks seriously, uh, Sooner has performed relatively well on them. So doing you know, pretty good. That, that, that's the other thing. Your it's heart's like, content. That's the other thing. It's like uh, uh, this team seems to. I mean, I mean, one of one one of my principles with this team this year that has helped me out a little bit is like when you think this team is going to zig, then bet zag. And uh, <laughs> I mean, so if 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 you think that they, that they get a win in Munich and that means they're definitely going to show up and 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 look good against Freiburg. Uh, go the other way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well speak, speaking of the lineup against Freiburg, I think it is going to be relatively interesting uh, for the following reasons. Number one, uh, we didn't talk about it much, obviously, but um, the Bore situation with him modeling another team's jersey while still on contract. Um, yeah. Fritz uh, apparently playing hardball, saying he has, he's going to stay the rest of the year. I think all of this is culminating in a in a, a relative, well, 
it, it's going to be a days of our lives. It has been a days of our lives episode. And by the end of the month, I'm pretty sure Bore is going to find himself um, in Brazil. I, I think it, it would only make sense. Um, we're going to play as hardball as we can to get as much money as we can. But right now that cart has officially le- left the barn. Like it, it, I don't think we really have much of a choice. I mean, unless we're going to honestly out of spite, hold on to a player and hope that he gives us his all. I mean, how many of you people, myself included, when you know you got holidays coming up, do you, the two days before a week's holidays, you really put in that 110% effort? No, because you're going like to your head. a month stuff. before the week's yeah. holidays. <laughs> you know, your, your, head's, your head's somewhere else. And I think today, um, yeah, I'm sure you do, Juan. Uh, you know, today with Bore starting on the bench, uh, is already an indicator that uh, I mean I don't I don't think that's punishment I think that is an understanding that the dynamics are changing I'm pretty sure Dux is going to be back in the starting lineup absolutely uh, Jinma has proven mm-hmm. he deserves to be there so then the real question is does Schmid become uh, on the uh, on the chopping block for what happens with that do they go with a four a three four three and uh, move Schmid out uh, do they retain Schmid and go with that that five three two and just have those two strikers up top. Because um, I'm pretty sure both Bittencourt and uh, and Dukes, Bittencourt might be 50-50 whether he's going to be there, but I'm pretty sure Dukes is back in the lineup. Man, that's the one for me, though. Like, like and I, He's I not injured pretty, this time. Like, last right. time, he was injured. That's true. Uh, but I think that, for me, like, when, when they ask, like, 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 who would you rather or something like that, like, like I get, I get the 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 facets of Dukes, right? Like, like yes, he scores goals at a decent clip, and yes, he ghosts, and there's a lot of problems with him. Like I can see the positives and the negatives of that. There's just so much negative and not very much positive with starting fucking Leonardo Bittencourt, and there's so much positive that comes from putting Zinalainen in there too. Like if that yeah. that is that that is the one thing. That really needs to really, really, really needs to stick from this game, and I really, really am hoping that that Ole Werner will just do it. I, I mean, that that would be one of the ones, one of the things for me that if if Ole Werner looks at like what's been happening with Leo and like what happened today with Lennon being in there, and says no, let's go back to Leo. That I am going to be just so fucking incensed, dude. Let me, I mean, well, because there's really there's so little valuable things that come from having Leonardo Bittencourt in the starting lineup. I mean, but if yeah. if we just if we if we play the speculation train, uh, Leo was the one that went all bad boy, uh, backed up his boss, said they didn't have enough competition. There's not enough depth. Leo has the ear of the uh, of the locker room. He's also the one that threw a tantrum, got benched for six games, and got brought back in again because things were getting rocky. Yeah. I think Leo has got a lot more leverage in that room than any of us can imagine. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's 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 true. It's perhaps true. Yeah, I mean, I I just, man, I just think that man, if you if you play both those guys, uh, I mean, especially in this kind of a game and and against Freiburg, I just think it 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 just makes the game so much different when you have two guys who can pass well, who uh, are big bodies, who move well. I mean, Leo is just. I mean, yeah, he can he can annoy you. That that's like literally the only thing he can do. He he can annoy his uh, his opponent. And other than that, he's like good for almost nothing. And take yellows for arguing with the ref. That's a, right. that's a skill set. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like when you play when you're playing football manager and they show the special the specialties and it says argues with the officials. I'm like, oh come on, like that's a, <laughs> how is this a benefit? <laughs> 
All right. Well, um, unless there's anything you guys want to get into yet, uh, we're up over an hour and honestly, there's a pile of stuff to get into. Uh, but today was just kind of a real special day. So we, we forego a few of those things. Uh, but anything you guys need to bring up before we head out? No, not on my no, end. I, no, I don't think so. Well, then, uh, continuing on with our Brazilian theme, uh, for the Brazilian big booty dancers out there, we'll send you out with Popusao. Thanks so much for joining us uh, this weekend. Have yourself a great night, and we'll chat with you again next week after Freiburg. Ciao, guys. Have a good one. Ciao, ciao. City. Girl, don't you worry about all the dough Cause the cat is coming straight out of the nose Ready to rock them shows all the way to Rio Bring that Brazil booty on the flow Up, down, all around Work that shit to the funky 